Hey, Jeff. Hey, Murph. We're not live. Hell no, we're not. <laughs> what's up, Raider Nation? Hey, what's going on? We're not live, chat room, but welcome in, uh, everybody that's jumping into the chat room there. Yes. You know, we appreciate you guys. You know, we love you guys. Well, yeah. The Graves is probably in there. Yep. Ron. 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 Hold it down. Ron the Materator. Paul. I don't Paul? know. What, what's Paul do on a... What, is it? Is it Saturday At morning 1 a.m. on a Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. morning? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I'm know. sure he's having a good time. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Kill Jade is, Kevin the Raider Nerd. Anybody else that's joining in there, we appreciate you guys very, very much. You know, we love you. Uh, and, um, yeah, so this is the rundown. Yep. So let's go ahead and kick into the, to the rundown for June 23rd. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for a little show we call the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. That's right. This is where we kind of go over some of the the bigger uh, or smaller of the news stories of the Raiders week. It's uh, all big when it's Raiders well, shit. That's, hey, let's go. You know, let's go. And here we are in the obvious of the off season, Jeff. And uh, but we still we got a little we got a little bit, we got a little bit of a show to come at you. Of course, yeah. Because like like Jeff said, there's always something to talk about. So before uh, we get into all that stuff, without further ado, let me turn it over to the man that adorns the western annex of the Murph's dining room table. Uh, he is Swag Jeff. Yeah. Hey, profiler. What's up, Swag? What's up, man? Oh my gosh, I didn't have applause for you there. Well, what there the hell are you are doing? Yeah. Oh, there they are. I'll I like try it. that again. That's better. Profiler. Hey. Hey. What up, bro? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Just hanging out in the dining room, just chilling with my best bro, (laughs) talking Raider football. This is what we do, man. This is what we do. This is what we do, man. So, yeah. So, I mean, it is the offiest of the offseason, but there's always something to talk about because... Sometimes Raider Nation will just make up shit <laughs> to talk about, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and and cool as a as a and what did you say as show producers because we're we are not, not con- content creators. Thank you. You know, we are show producers, so that's music to our ears, right? Because we got plenty to talk about. Plenty, you to know. Talk but about. but yeah, but there is some stuff to talk about, and and, and we're gonna break it down today. Absolutely. And we thought we'd just like you know, well, we'll just jump on and. You know, we'll we'll talk for like thirty minutes or whatever. Just go over a few news stories, and then all of a sudden we're going. We got like we got an email. We got some voicemails. We've got these stories. We had these sound bites. We had all this stuff that started adding up, and we're like, all right, we're gonna save some of that for the next live show, uh, and uh, and and, we'll, and we're gonna get to all that. But before we jump into the, some of that stuff, we got some uh, some housekeeping to take care of. Yes, uh, the next live show. Probably won't be next week. I no. wanted to. We really wanted to get alive in uh, before the end of the month, and maybe there's an opportunity for us to squeak in, and we might just have to be here in the in the dining room or something. Sure. We'll, we'll have to see uh, about Wednesday. Just stay tuned, and we'll let you guys know on that one because we really want to keep our fundraising in order. Um, our goal is to raise $15,000 for the Bolitnikovs this year. Um, we've already given $2,000 to the Raider Dad folks. And we've got about six thousand bucks in the hopper right now. Oh, yeah, yeah hey, yeah. That, don't so, stick your nose up at that. That's fantastic. Uh, no, no, no nose stuck at all. Yeah, uh, you know we're, that's we're great. Incredibly, incredibly thankful. So that's eight thousand dollars we've raised already this year, but we've got nine more to go, and nine more to go before November, likely. 
Um, we we got to be locked in. So we can't do that without your support, Raider Nation, without the without the live shows and the raffles and all that. Um, but in the meantime, if you're so inclined and you just want to give to the to the One Nation Foundation, you can donate at onenationfoundation.net. 100% of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation, and we give that to Raiders-related charities like the Bolitnikov. So please, uh, if you've got it in your heart and your means to be able to do that, um, we would be honored uh, to, to be the benefit the beneficiary beneficiary thank you of of that donation and your kindness um and if you want to get in early on the next live giveaway uh then we would be happy to uh, register you with some poker chips to win uh, an autographed jersey like our good friend animal mother won this last week yeah he won the autographed rich gannon jersey um and so what's our next one we got max we've uh we don't have another max but but so so we're we're shopping, you know the the One Nation Foundation, you know it's, it's Swag Jeff's on the board. Okay, so, yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah. so Swag be shopping. You shopping? Yeah, yeah, I'm shopping. So I so said I'm looking for the big the big ticket item. Okay, for this year, and and I'm kind of thinking, you know, those of you that are tuning into the rundown, it might be Bo. We oh. might we might have to go Bo this year. We've never done never that. Never done a Bo. We've never done a Bo. But right now in the hopper for sure, we've got Tim Brown. Got Timmy Brown. That's we got right. Got Timmy Brown, and we've got another Devonte. Got another Devonte. We got another Devonte. Was, so, was that a record night for us? When we did Devonte when we did Devonte last year. Huge. We did a Devonte this year, and it was like seven hundred fifty bucks or something like that. Last year, like around Fanny time, we did a Devonte, like and it was like it was like fifteen hundred bucks or something like was that. Was it like eighteen? May, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, it was, it was, way, it was up there, way way up there. So yeah, so but I want to tag what you just said right there Please. because you know because yes, our goal this year for the Bolitnikovs is fifteen, and we gave ten last year, but the fundraising effort right now in June if we've already raised eight like we like I mean last year we were kind of worried like kind of sweating like are we going to get to 10 like we're already almost there and you know animal mother's helping us out he's raising a ton of money yes. with his so with his uh you know ten, or marathon just run baby just run, there you go just run baby so he's got that going on so he's going to make a massive donation and we've got all this summer of swag left and the first portion of the regular season dude like we we right on ter- uh, right on track, bro. Like okay. like let's okay. keep it going. Like okay. salute, much respect, Raider Nation, because you guys are making this happen, and you're getting the word out to some of these other sponsors. Like we're we're gonna be talking to our friends at, at Caesars today, so we're gonna be talking about that a little bit. So, so I mean, dude, like we're right on right on cue. Okay, man. okay, right. Yeah. I'm always the nervous guy. Well, but but it, I'm always tough. the guy that's like, oh, I don't know. Well, and it's tough because we're in limbo right now. You know, with the with the fan that's cave kind of not part. being the fan cave yeah. and us having to borrow spaces and do things or whatever. It kind of makes it tough, but like you know, but when we're when we're locking in, no matter where it is, whether it's on the porch, whether it's here, whether it's at Dominico's, or you know, we're gonna be at the red uh, red phone booth here soon in down in downtown Nashville, like. We're still locking in and getting stuff going. Okay. So, so yeah. So well, let's good. probably let's probably plan on doing something here Wednesday night. Let's just okay, go deal. ahead and do that. Yeah, because that way we can get because this will be our last opportunity to get one in for June. Yeah. So let's go ahead and just go ahead and plan that. Let's so Raider Nation join us at the deal. normal time Wednesday uh, at uh, four p.m. Pacific, seven Eastern. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in here in the damn dining room, but we're gonna yeah. make a bank the best of it, and that's it. And uh, and we'll give one of those fantastic probably Timmy Brown. Yeah. Stu Timmy. Stu Timmy Brown. We're we've, gonna ne- we've never done a Timmy either. All right, there you go. We're going to give away an autographed Tim Brown jersey. So there yep. we go. Yep, absolutely. We appreciate you guys very much. All right, so speaking of Raider Dad, which yes. is the first charity that the One Nation Foundation supported this year, so your amazing hard-earned money that is so generously given to the One Nation Foundation, $2,000 of that went to the Raider Dad folks. That's yes. our buddy Josh Kamenite. Uh, went out to Raider Dad, and they are taking a group of kids and their families 
to the Raiders preseason game against the Niners. Um, Jeff and I will be there with Cousin Sonny and with Uncle Mosh. We're going to have a blast. If you're going to that game, uh, let us know. And there is a Facebook group called Raiders Fan Radio Meetups. Yes. You can join that Facebook group and you can post on there where you're going to be, who's going to be there. We've already heard from like Jay Jackson, Arizona Raider Nation. Yep. He's going to be here, uh, be there. And so uh, a lot of our good friends we know are coming out. Um, we're going to be in Lot H. That's where the Raider Dad tailgate happens is in Lot H. So come out and support. Um, also proud to say we're like the premier sponsor of the event. Yeah. And there's a lot of big sponsors that are part of this thing. 100%. Woodson Whiskey, Texas Roadhouse. Like, yeah. There's some big names who's on there. Who's the tequila? Uh, there's, uh, Patron's on there. Patron's on there. Patron's yeah. on there. And your money help the one nation foundation become the premier sponsor this is you guys this isn't us we're just the vessels and the knuckleheads with the microphones that's it so thank you to you guys so incredibly much for helping us help the raider dad folks and um and so look for us out there in lot h coming up here uh this is what two months away it's like august 13th august 13th yeah yeah so less than two months less than two months less than two months away all right so good stuff there all right swag jeff let's go ahead unless you got more housekeeping uh go ahead and hit a break do your seizures read and then let's jump into some uh some raider talk hey raider nation this is max crosby from the oakland raiders and goes down and max crosby who forced a fumble last week you're listening to murph mosh and swag jeff on raiders fan radio thank you so much just win baby Hey Murph. Hey Swag Jeff. Hey, hey Raider Nation. Hey, hey. So we're uh, so we're coming to you on behalf of Caesars. So so Caesars got an offer. Caesars has an offer for us. So uh, so if you are not signed up with Caesars, you need to tune in and check in and listen. So uh, right now we have a Caesars, a Caesars opportunity that you don't want to miss. New customers, if you first sign up, sign up using our promo code. Our promo code is RFR full, and when you do that, you sign up, you get your first bet up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars, fully insured. Uh, on Caesar's behalf. So uh, so if you haven't done that, get in the mix. RFR full is the promo code. Not only will you have your first bet up to 1250 fully insured on the house, all that good stuff, but you're also going to be, again, talking about the One Nation Foundation, you're going to be supporting that. All that goes to the One Nation Foundation as well. So so if you haven't signed up, get in the mix. Caesar Sportsbook, promo code RFR full. Get in the mix. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Check your state. Make sure that you're okay in yes. your state. Yes, for uh, sure. And, and we do. We thank the good folks at Caesars uh, because all the advertising dollars that we get from Caesars go straight to the foundation. That's it. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Hell yeah. Well, here we got swag Jeff, <laughs> Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, Jeff, you know what time it is? What time is it? Time to talk about the Raiders. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> this season in 2023, there will be 10 running backs making $10 million or more in cash. Now, whether Joe Mixon continues to make that, we don't know. But he's one of the 10. And then you go back to the 21 season, there were three. There was there was Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry. And then in 22, there was Henry, and there was Zeke, and Camaro. That was it. So we have tripled plus the amount of $10 million or more running backs in the league. I mean, when you think about it, Jacobs, Pollard, and, and, and Barkley all got franchised. So mm-hmm. there's three teams that value, and it's not the team's fault that the number 
in terms of the value of the position doesn't rise because ultimately running backs don't get a second contract and it's rare that they do. And so they don't play into the, the why do why are the quarterbacks numbers keep rising? Because they get second contracts, they get third contracts. All right, there we go. There's Mike Lombardi uh, on, the, on on his podcast there. And that, I mean, we've been talking about this for a hot minute now, this Josh Jacobs thing. And there it is, I think, very well uh, said and broken down is that the the anybody that's in the camp of, well, the Raiders are disrespecting Josh Josh Jacobs or the Raiders aren't honoring Josh Jacobs or it's a slap in the face or whatever, whatever term you want to use that's that's derives that it's an insult to the player. There is no such thing. It is not show friends. It's show business. This thing is run like a business. It's not the team's fault that that exact scenario is what's playing out. Now, does that make it right? No, it doesn't. And should there be something done at some point in the collective bargaining agreement that could maybe isolate the running back position and give these guys a little bit more of a favorable deal in terms of either one, getting them to that second contract by maybe shortening up their rookie deals or giving them more guaranteed money on the front end on a rookie deal. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an agent, nor am I the head of the players union. So I'm not going to try to pretend like I have an answer for it, but there are smart enough people running this freaking league. That's this giant conglomerate of billionaires. They'll figure it out. But is it, is it the team's fault in these negotiating periods Absolutely not. Do I begrudge Josh Jacobs for, for, for trying to get all he can? Absolutely not. I, I don't. Neither party is at fault. And in this world of polarization, in this world of Twitter, where we want to have a good guy and a bad guy, sometimes you have neither. Sometimes you just have a situation you have to work through. Both parties are going to do what's best for them. And ultimately, I think they're going to come to a deal. I was listening to Scott and Mo the other day on Silver and Black today. Shout out those guys and shout out their support of the One Nation Foundation. I was listening to them talk about it. And Mo is talking about like, a three-year, $39 million deal with like X amount, say, well, I don't remember what his number was, but let's say with 25 guaranteed, okay? That's kind of about where the market is going to max out at for a Josh Jacobs, or at least start the conversation. And we don't know as fans, there might be an offer like that on the table already that he's just kind of not even willing to address. We don't know what the situation is. We do know that with these cryptic, uh, you know, social media posts he's clearly not favorable and what or, or he's uh, he's not um he's not a, thrilled to the progress he's not of thrilled where, it's where it's at absolutely but that said until this thing gets to training camp it really is just it's just a lot of speculation because we really don't know what's it's going a lot on of smoke and it really is and i think that by the time you get down to it the Raiders are going to do right by Josh Jacobs based on what's right for them. Right. And it's going to be up to him if he wants to, quote, you know, literally play ball, no no pun intended. And he's going to be faced with a choice, man. Like, you can either go Le'Veon Bell and sit out and waste a year of your incredibly valuable playing career because that's the whole point for these running backs anyways. That's a reason that they're in the position they are is that their window of their prime is so short. So you're going to waste a year of that dicking around by sitting out of camp? I don't think so, man. I don't I, think so I either. think they're going to get a deal done, but like, I think ultimately my point to this is that like, there is no villain. No. Either way, like, no. I, there is no villain in this thing. There's no bad guy. 
everyone's just trying to do the right thing. I, I totally agree with that. You know, I mean, and you know, and and a lot of folks will say, well, this is a this is a Raider problem. Why aren't the Raiders giving Josh Jacobs his money? It's like what you just said. It's a league thing. The Giants are doing the same thing with Saquon, and the Cowboys are doing the same thing with Pollard. Isn't it Pollard? It's Cowboys Pollard, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, I think so. Is, no. Or is it the Colts Pollard? Or I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't but, matter. But I mean, but, but it happened. But the ultimate happened to Zeke, though. And it happened to Zeke, and Zeke got freaking axed. Zeke got freaking, you know. Axed. And so, so you know, so so you move forward past that conversation because now, because now the conversation is, well, the Raiders just going to trade them? Like, I don't no. think that that was. No, there's no situation that that would happen. They would just let Josh sit if he's not going to agree, and he decides he doesn't want to play ball. You know, say what you will. I mean, the Raiders hold all the cards in this. And that's one of the things that Saquon was talking about last week that, like, you know, it seems unfair that the teams have the have the hand. And but I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, that sucks, but it is what it is. So do you want to play or do you not? You know, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. But so, you know, but some of these people are going, well, we need to trade them and get some sort of value out of them. But like what are but, you going to trade it for? Who's you, you got to have a partner? You got to have the a reason partner. we couldn't trade Derek. It's exactly so. You look at the same thing. So that team would be in the same situation where they would in turn have to give up a bunch to put you know for Josh and have to pay that big bag. So they would be in that same situation. But so you say that does happen. Josh Jacobs goes away, and where would he go? He would have to go. I think Mo and Scott speculated like the Rams. Like that would, although they just signed yeah. Sony Michelle back, yeah. so that's like, probably I saw a bunch not going to happen. Oh, he's going to wind up being a Bronco. Hell no! no. There is me? zero chance the Raiders would ever trade him away to a division rival. There, there you go. Absolutely zero chance. No chance. There's barely a chance they would trade him within the conference. Oh, for sure. If he's for going sure. anywhere, it's almost cursed. He's going to Seattle or something. He's going somewhere where we never see him. That's exactly right. You know? Yeah. And but. You know, but I mean, but you look at that and say, okay, what if that happens? I mean, are, are you good with the rest of this backfield? No. A lot of people are going, well, we would need to go get a guy. Well, who are you going to get that's not going to be in the same situation as what you were with Josh Jacobs? Were you going to go call Zeke? Were you going to go call Leonard Fournette? You going to call Dalvin Cook? All these guys that got cut away because they wanted the bag and didn't get it and just said, okay, fine, I won't, you know, yeah. okay, I'm done. Derrick Henry's the only one. He's that's the only like one. the only one that's sticking around, and he's Derek freaking Henry. And he's Derek Henry, and all off season, what have we heard that they were shopping? That him. They were shopping him. They too. wanted to get rid of his contract. You know, I mean, come on, man. I mean, I don't I, like like you said. Let's wait until training camp before we start freaking out about this stuff because I think it's 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 gonna be okay. I think, I think it's gonna be I, okay. I think it's gonna too. be okay. And I think that Josh Jacobs is it's important. And I keep referencing back to Scott and Mo. I just came yeah. off a road trip and I got caught up on a whole bunch of their stuff. Yeah. Um, but they make a lot of great points, and that's the reason we love those guys because sure. they have a lot of great level sure. headed takes. Um, but they were talking about the like it's kind of a big deal for Josh Jacobs to be a part of this offense because Jimmy G is not the kind of guy that's going to put the team on his back and throw you know fifty times a game and you know whatever you know what I mean and like so I think that is he's a very integral part of this offense. So it is very important to the Raiders, but they're not going to do it in, in a way that's going to sacrifice or mortgage their future. That's not going to, you know, the NFL, like I, we say it all the time around here. Your contracts are based on what you're going to do. Not what you did before. There you go. Thanks for that 1600 yards, Josh Jacobs. Thanks for being the rushing leader. We won six games. 
We have an entire team to build. We're not going to sacrifice our ability to build said team right. in the future by tying up a bunch of money right. and one player in a position to where there are other options. And I know that like it gets thrown around a lot. They're like, oh, we can just pick up a guy in a later round or we can just do this in a later round because I, you got guys like Isaiah Pacheco that show up on the Chiefs and go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's the damn Chiefs and we ain't the Chiefs. You know what I mean? And that was the luck you, of the draw. Like, I mean, who could have, who would have imagined 31 other teams didn't imagine and including the Chiefs because if they thought that Pacheco was going to be the superstar all-star, he would have been drafted in the second or third round. He would not have been a seventh round guy. He just happened to be the hungry, you know, gritty balls to the wall kind of running back that was going to do whatever to win a championship and kudos to that guy. Like, respect. Like, seventh round guy doing that kind of stuff like that's badass i hate that it was with the chiefs but like that's tight dude like i mean like what a cool story that is a great story and you i know? don't want, and i don't want to diminish his accomplishments last year but if you don't think having patrick mahomes as your quarterback well, helps your you running go. game like you're gonna come up and test the line of scrimmage when you got 15 back there hell no right guess what he's gonna end up hitting 87 over the goddamn middle right you know what i mean like right. that's that's the that's the truth of a lot of it right. too so we can't make those comparisons and like and that's where we always say, like, the Raiders need to build to beat the Chiefs. Right. You know, is Josh Jacobs going to help is single-handedly with a bunch of money tied up in him? Is he going to single-handedly help us beat the Chiefs? It, I don't know. He Matt, didn't do it last year. There you, I mean, He t- didn't do it. Well, the defense, Jeff, it's all where our defense well, sucks. Okay. Well, you know, but at the end of the year, Josh Jacobs also came out and said, oh, don't, I, I'll, I, I'm, money isn't, like, the number one concern here. You know, I want I want to win a championship. Yeah, I want to do this, except that it is. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. you know, but he goes, you know, well, let's 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 add pieces. If they're not going to pay me, then we need to add pieces. Well, we did on that side of the ball. You know, it's, we're going to make your job a lot easier. Absolutely. If, you know, if you've got big old eighty-seven Michael Mayer right in the middle, you got now Jacoby Myers. You got two number one wide receivers and the best slot receiver in the in National Football League. You're still good. You're still going to have all those holes, bro. And now this offensive line is gelling. They were on a hot streak towards the end of the year. Like, there's pieces here. Like, we're building something good. Come on and get your 10 mil, and we've got all the extra money next year, and then we can give you a bag. But, like, do it again. Do it again. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, hitting the, I'm hitting the thing. Sorry. Sorry. I've only got one hand. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I was trying to be discreet. Oh, no, it's okay. Just over here going. Well, <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, but yeah, so I mean, you know, but all that being all said. All that said. All that said. Okay, at Twitter, I'm talking to you. Stop posting all these fake clickbaity things. Oh, my gosh. That, that gets everyone up in it because it's your fault. It's your fault that you're doing <laughs> It's your fault that these, you know, Greater Nation is freaking out. Because, and tell them what they're doing. Well, because they're editing pictures and going, oh my gosh, look, Josh Jacob just posted on his Instagram story that he covered up his Raider tattoo. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But people like me will go to Instagram and be like, oh my, oh my gosh, did he? And no, and it's just a picture of like, you know. His a, kids or something. His kids yeah, or something yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, come on, man, don't do that. But like, you see this clickbaity stuff like, Josh Jacobs threatened to whip Josh McDaniel's ass at practice. Like, What? Where did that come from? Well, like, stop talking about that shit. Yeah. Like, that shit yeah. ain't real. Yeah, I'm shocked. At, I Maybe I shouldn't be because the, the whole... <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be. The whole... Way. Because when you look at, you know, the way that the landscape of... And I'm going to derail my soapbox quickly. 
and then take us to a break. We're going to go on the next subject. But when you look at the broader landscape of social media and the shit that people buy into on any kind of subject matter, politics, I'm looking at you. Sports fan, I'm looking at you. People buy into some shit with that, like that whole idea of like clickbait and headline. And like, if it's on there, it must be real. Like it's fascinating to me, the shit that people like will just immediately accept as truth. And, and thankfully, you know, yeah, it gets your attention, but because I even asked you at the starting the show, Hey, was that stuff about him covering up his tattoo? Was that real? And you were like, no man, because you looked into it. You took the time. You know what I mean? Like, and so I would encourage you Raider nation Number one, above all else, check your facts, bro. Check your facts and guard your heart. <laughs> That's it. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. Linebacker, number 41, Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. To Murph. Say, hey, Jeff. We, we, we got more polarizing topics to talk I was about. Gonna say, let's talk about something that doesn't ever get anybody energized. Let's yeah. talk about Derek Carr. Okay, hey, let's do that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Oh, my gosh. So it's so funny. So uh, Derek, I guess, I don't even know when it was, posts up a picture. A couple of days it, ago. A couple of days ago. Posts oh. up a picture with him training with Darren Waller. And, you know, and, and some people are out there just like got hearts in their eyes and I'm oh just like, gosh. I'm like, get like over it. Guy. Like, get, <laughs> I'm like, get over it. Like, it's it ultimately like, look, it's over. You're like, at, at this point, if you're still pining for whether it's Derek or Darren or anybody else, that's a, if you're still pining, you're the weird ex-boyfriend at this point. Like, oh, for you're, sure. It's, it's weird. You're like, in the bushes watching them. Yeah, it's like, it, it really is like, and to the if, if you're expressing like and, and listen, and I'm not telling you how to be a fan. I'm just telling you how this is interpreted from a lot of other folks. When you're doing those things, it's interpreted as that you're kind of being a weirdo for these people that aren't on your football team anymore. And so the story this week it isn't necessarily that. That's just a side note from me. But like the the story is that Darren Waller um, said that it was no shocker to him. Uh, to get traded by the the Giants, but what was the tag to that though? Also, Jeff. Well, he was because he he's uh well he, he said he was he was not shocked because he heard that he rumors got traded or whatever that he got traded, but he was shocked that it he went to New York. You know, which you know which I don't really understand. I don't understand that. Either. I don't understand that portion of it at all. Like, I mean, you know, if we're getting rid of you. Like, whoever made the call, like, you know, okay, we're trying to get rid of your ass. But I mean, you go back and you read some of those stories and we've talked about them on the show before about, you know, his departure and what led up to that thing and all that stuff. He, uh, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, when, when he got hurt and during that bye week, you know, the team kind of wanted to do certain things, you know, Hey, come train here, come do this, come rest here, come do whatever. And he was like, nah, man, I'm going to LA. We're like, uh, what? Like so, he kind of didn't want to play ball with the he didn't team anymore play either. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and so I don't know if he was another one of those guys that kind of got his feelings hurt because he wasn't getting his way at practice or whatever, or during games or what have you. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the the no, the not shocker portion of it should have been his play on the field, you know? Because even yes, he had an injury ridden season, and that's really unfortunate for him. But when he was on the field, in even at the beginning of the season before he got hurt, like the product on the field was dog shit. 
Like, it was not good. We saw it firsthand live in person. Like, I mean, you go back and watch a previous episode of Silver and Black today, and you see Swag Jeff drunker than a bicycle yelling about how much Darren Waller sucks. You know what I mean? He's got concrete hands in the end zone, man. He he should have had three touchdowns that game. Terrible. It was terrible. And so, you know, and and, and so, yeah, I... This is this is I, I re, and this is a genuine question and, and I and I don't understand it. Okay. I don't understand why with some players, like and I'll use our buddy Will as an example because we spent time with him talking to him on and off the record. He gets it that the NFL is a business. He understands his his position in relation to said business. And yes, he can be jokey on social media and loading 10 year, 10.2 and all that kind of stuff. But in his heart and in reality, the reason he can joke about it is because he fully understands his place in or out of the league. I would even argue that Taylor is like that. Oh yeah. He gets it. He even said it before he got cut by the Titans. Long before that, months I'll probably before, get cut. I'm probably going to get cut this year because he gets the business of it. So I don't understand why you have players like that and many others, and then you have players like Waller and Jacobs that don't understand it and take it like it's this personal affront. It doesn't make sense to me. Look, it's it's a cutthroat ass business it has nothing to do with anything else and for darren waller to say well okay i'm not surprised i got traded but i'm surprised i got traded to the giants why as i just talked about jacobs if the raiders were to trade him they're going to trade him as far away from the afc west as they possibly can that's what new york giant football is Mm -hmm. you can't get further away literally and figuratively, when you look at the way that divisions and conferences are structured, yeah. so the last thing you want to do is trade a player away that at one point was a very dominant player. The last thing you want to do is give him the opportunity to come back and kick your ass. Ask John Robinson, the GM of the Titans, how that works out. Exactly. And he traded that guy, yeah. A.J. Brown, who is what I'm talking about, in that same scenario. He traded him at a conference, long out of the division, yeah halfway across the country and AJ Brown still found a way to come back and kick the Titans ass and it cost the guy his job. So the fact that Darren Waller surprised that that he would, but we're about to see because we're playing the giants. Well, we're playing the Saints. Don't we play the Saints too? No, we're playing. No, we don't play the Saints. We don't play the Saints. Oh, next year that we do. Yeah, but we'll, but we're playing the giants this year, but we got them at home. Yeah, but we got them at home. Yeah. We got him at home. We got him at home. So, we got him at home. But it, but in terms of like week in week out, yeah, he's not gonna and he's not gonna you know he ain't, he's not a Charger. No. He's not even a Jet. No, right? He's a Giant. We won't so, see him in the playoffs. Exactly. We won't see him That's in any wh- critical game like that. I mean, I think the Giants schedule. I think we got him smack in the middle of the year, something like that. It's a home game right before the bye week or what, whatever. Like, I mean. Every and that's game, more my every point. Game, is every that, game's important. We're not trading. We wouldn't trade them to the Broncos, or we wouldn't trade them to you know, yeah, like you said. I mean, the Titans or anyone like that that we could see later in a crucial moment. Right. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, 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 and not to mention that he shouldn't have been shocked because he probably saw that tight end draft, the draft class this year oh, too. Yeah. Like, dude, that draft class. Point. I mean, I mean, there's fifth round tight ends that were going that'll probably be starters. This year, That's like a I mean, great point, I mean, dude. holy cow! If there was a time for him to get traded, like he probably saw that and like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, not to mention, you know, Foster was still playing really well. 
And, you know, I mean, so, you know, and it's unfortunate that Foster is going through the health issues that he is and all that kind of stuff, you know, and the Raiders let him walk as well before any of that was diagnosed. But I mean, you know, I mean, he saw all those right, all the writing on the all wall. All the writing was on the all, wall. Yeah, yeah, totally surrounding him. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. And that was another market because you're right. Not only was it, it was there free agents that were out there, yep. uh, but then, yeah, the incoming draft class. So that tight end market was muddy as hell. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, frankly, we're lucky we got anything in return for Waller. I mean, if you want to be real candid about it, the fact that the Giants were willing to give something up when they could have just spent a lower round pick to got their next tight end, like, yep. we'll take it. What do we get for him? I don't even remember. Someone in the chat. Like, I mean, it's a third round pick. I can't remember who we ended up picking with him. I feel like we traded that pick. Was it a, ultimately a trade did we, away? Did we trade away that pick to... Uh, I think to, wrong I, guy, I think we traded that pick to move back up to get Michael Mayer to get Michael Mayer. Okay, well there so you there go. You well, go. There's so a fair swap. There you go. Yeah, and speaking of contracts too, right? Yep. So there you yep. go. There you go. So good stuff there, Raider Nation. As always, chat room. We're not live tonight. We love you guys so very, very much, and thank you for being in there. And oh, I'm looking at that camera. I should be looking at this camera. I'll let me go to this camera. There we go. Uh, thank you guys so much for being in the chat room tonight. We love you guys so very, very much. Let us know your thoughts because that's the other thing about this show too. And I always want to make this point is that. You know, like I said earlier, I'm not trying to tell you how to be a fan. I'm telling you how some things can be interpreted from other folks, but that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make my opinion right. doesn't make Jeff's opinion right. doesn't make yours right or wrong. I always want to know what yours is, and I respect it. And, like, sure. ultimately, as a fan, the only thing I care about is which the passion is that you root for this football team. None of it else matters to me. We could agree on nothing, or we could agree on everything, and I won't think any differently of you. And, in fact, as Uncle Mosh always says, debate is the highest form of education. So, so bring on those alternate opinions. If you got different vibes, if you got different thoughts, uh, and 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 really, I would love for you to share them with us, not only in the chat room, but in the YouTube comments, and call us. Like I can't tell you how many times on Twitter, you know, I'll post up a little video of something or whatever, and I get these guys that come on there and they're like, "Oh, you need to let me on your show," and I saw way I could tell you about how this goes and that goes and whatever else, whatever their point of the day was or whatever, and I always give them the number. Call 909-345-3346. We'll play your call on the air and we'll talk about it and we'll have a healthy discussion around it. Like we're not afraid of an alternative viewpoint or opinion around here. And you know what? No one ever takes me up on it. So if you're that person that you disagree with the stuff that we're saying, let us know and don't be shy to voice it. We will give you a platform. I will give you a platform for your alternate opinion. hundred percent. We will Jeff. Great point. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll pick out your call and we'll play it, man. That's it. Let let it, let it fly. Let it fly. So bring those opinions on and, uh, and we appreciate your participation in, in that because this show ultimately say this and then take us to a break. This show was designed and is at its best when it's conversational. It's the reason it ain't the Murph podcast. I don't want to sit here and talk at you guys just pontificating my own opinion. That's not to begrudge anybody that does that, but that's not my strength or wheelhouse. I don't think enough of my own opinion to just sit here and give it to you all day long. I want to have someone to bounce it with and have a conversation with. That's why Jeff's here. That's why Michelle is here. That's why Sonny has been here. That's why Uncle Mosh was here. That's why we engage with our chat room. That's why we engage by the see a fans mailbag, voicemails, you know, uh, uh, messages, uh, our, our emails, all that stuff is hugely important to the way this show goes. So bring your opinion. Like Jeff said, we want to give you a platform for it. There you go. This is Kevin, the Raider nerd, live at the Oakland Raiders tailgate. Raiders! 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 Raiders!
got Gorilla Rilla. Say hey, got uh, Uncle Marsh and Mark. I love you guys. Much love from the black hole, baby. Just win. All right. So speaking of opinion, Swag Jeff. Yes. It is the opinion of our good friends at the Raider Ramble. Okay. I'm talking about uh, our good buddy Mario Tovar. And if we ever get back into a spot where we can start doing interviews again, I would love to have Mario back in here. Would and be we fantastic. will. Once we get back into the new fan cave and, and all that good stuff, once we get that all set up, we're going to start doing interviews again, uh, unfortunately, because normally this is the time of year we're doing interviews uh, during the off season. But anyways, Mario will be one of the ones that will be on the short list. Uh, so the Raider Ramble is a fantastic Raider blog. Um, I even hesitate to call it a blog nowadays, man. It's yeah. just a straight up website. Um, and so, and he does a great job, him and his team over there. So he, he puts up this opinion. It says, no question about it. No other trio in Raiders history comes close. Name a better one. And he puts up a picture that says, uh, that's got three Hall of Famers, Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, and Jim Otto. And I thought that was a really fun conversation piece. Um, I wouldn't have picked this trio. And, okay. Okay. And I'll tell you. Do you want? Do you want me to tell you why, or do you want to give me yours first? Or no, I got. I got two. I got two choices. So you go. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you why this wouldn't have been my choice. Okay. When I look at these three guys, with Shell and Upshaw, and pe- some people, members of Raider Nation, are going to give me all kinds of shit for this, but it's okay. I'm it's just how I feel. When it comes to Shell and Opshaw, slam dunk. Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. Yep. I don't include Jim Otto in there because they didn't play long enough. By the time the Raiders were winning championships, it was Dave Dalby. Yes. Dave Dalby was the center for all three of our Super Bowls. He played alongside Art Shell and Gene Upshaw and also Mickey Marvin and George Beeler and a whole uh, slew of other guys that came through. But Upshaw, Shell, and Otto. So if we're talking about a trio, these three, while amazing as individuals and as Shell and Upshaw collectively as as a unit are all time, Otto's not part of that. Dave Dalby took over for Otto in I think 74. I think so. Something like that. So by the time you get to 76, 77 Super Bowl by date, that's when this, there's this offensive line is really in the wheelhouse. So in terms of trio, I'm I'm saying that you got to consider Dalby before you would consider Otto. And rest in peace, Dave Dalby died way too early uh, back in 2002, but from a car accident of all darn things. So mm. um, so rest in peace to him. Rest in power. Ra- Raider in peace um, to Dave Dalby, three-time Super Bowl champ. Man, at the time that he took over for Otto, there was we've had, we had in that run we had Jim Otto. Then, uh, then Dalby takes over, and then Don Mosbar after that. It was there like you go. boom, boom, boom. Like we, had, you know, talk about a run of centers, man. Yeah, incredible. And Dave Dalby, frankly, should be considered uh, for the Hall of Fame. I mean, when you look oh, at for three sure. time Super Bowl champion, the way that this, this on this line, come on, come on. Anyways, all right. That said, so what would my three be? Well, if we're got if we're going to consider Hall of Famers that played together, my three are Kenny, Freddie, and Cliff. That that's right here too, that's yeah that's right here. I mean and 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 that's tough to argue. You know I mean if you're talking just Hall of Famers, that's your I mean to me that's your that's your answer. That's your answer because you got other 
you got other trios. I mean, sometimes it's hard to make a third on some of those things, but like, I mean, you look at like the all time, like, you know, guys that just went at it together in battle or whatever. I mean, Stabler, Bolitnikoff, and Branch, that's the answer. I mean, the only other one that I could really point at and say, but they're not all Hall of Famers, would be Willie Brown, Jack Tatum, and George Atkinson. Oh, like, I feel like that's, that's strong. That's strong. But then if you would have, would have had a third that could you could really say, like, man, that's big time, would be Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes, and... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, you got yeah, those yeah. two, they're like, ah, but then the third one, you're like, well... And that's kind of like even as fort as even though I just you know I mean, say Mike, about da- Mike Davis in that you know as safety, but I mean like any solid no slouch obviously, but like but you're talking about two like the like and that's where the, the the conversation about the 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 offensive line was that like you have the pairing of Shell and Upshaw is in my mind not even arguable. It's the greatest pairing of offensive linemen of all time. Yes. Now I know there other people, little Packer fans and stuff, would probably like argue that and whatever, and that's a fair discussion to have. Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> but then you add in Dave Dalby, <laughs> and he's that guy where you're like, eh, okay. Like even though as much great as he was, and I just said, it's I could see the drop off. Same thing when you're talking about Hayes and Haynes. Maybe the greatest of all time pairings of corners. So who do you put in the third? It's no matter what, it's a drop off. Right. Where when you look at Stabler, Branch, and Belinikoff, to me there's no drop off. When you look at the greatest players of the time in which they played, all three of those guys were at times the best at their position in the time in which they played. Yep. So I mean that one's a hard the and and really if you want to get crazy with it, you could swap in Casper for either Freddie or Cliff. Yep. Like. There's really, there's a foursome in there yep. that's, I mean, incomparable to me. When yeah. you talk, I mean, yes, we're biased. Don't get me wrong, man. I get it. But like, you're talking about some of the greatest of the greats there with that. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about linebackers. It's kind of the same thing. You got Matt Mill and Rod Martin, but then, mm, then you right. got to kind of take, you know what I mean? Right. You got a little bit of a dip there, unless you want to count Hendricks. Because well, you, and that, yeah. And you, that would be go, the- did that, you have that one too? Well, I had, I had, well, I had him on the defensive line though. I kind of had that same thing on the D line. I had like, like Howie Long, Alzado, Hendricks, or you see, and that's the thing because Hendricks didn't always stand up. He was, so yeah. he was kind of. Now you could go Howie, Greg Townsend, Lyle Alzado. Well, there you go. You could do that one. I think that that one's. But in, did in, they play together long enough to say that so. that's a trio? I don't. I see, don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, Howie and 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 Greg did. Right, I mean, they played several How years together. Did. Oh, absolutely! You know? But yeah. but but Alzado was just so like on the tail end of tail his thing of it, yeah. and caught like a piece of that. You yeah. know, kind of like what you were saying with 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 Jim Otto. You know, right, they just right, didn't. Right. They weren't that unit for a while. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, the only other one I thought of, and uh, if you can't tell, Kenny Stabler's my all-time favorite player. Yeah, Kenny Blanda Lamonica for quarterback room, bro. That's pretty solid. That's solid. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. good. Oh, and, and you know, and I was trying to think of one, like, because you could, you could say, Kenny King, Marcus Allen. Mm. Ooh, like, I mean, yeah. like, like, who would you add as the third of that? Like, one of the offensive linemen? Because I mean, I don't think you're adding Jim Plunkett into that mix. I mean, maybe you do, but I mean, you know, I mean, just could go by backfield, just backfield, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. know. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah. What are some of the more modern ones, like? What would you do? So, like, uh, let's go. Okay, let's see. Um, like in today's NFL, 
Yeah, like yeah, but like Raider, like Raider trios within the last twenty years. Because you got Timmy and, and well, you'd and, have and Jerry. We'd, we'd have Timmy, Jerry, Gannon. Timmy, Jerry, and Gannon. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's pretty solid. That's um, pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of like some other like trios in there. Because you, well, you know what a fun one would be would be Kirk Morrison, Thomas Howard, Robert Thomas. The there last time we had a great linebacking core. Uh-huh. Um, that's pretty. That's a that's a good. One. But that's I mean you're but you're talking it's, about it's, yeah, it's reaching they a little all bit. kind of yeah, everything's yeah. a reach after talking about the guys the, right. the guys from the '70s, man. Right. Everything right. is well. Be- I'd like to see. I'd like to say you know you know when we do episode. 474 of Raiders fan radio that we could say that, you know, it'd be uh, Max Crosby, Tyree Wilson, and Chandler Jones. And and Chandler Jones. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. There was another one just flashed into my mind too. That I was just thinking of, um, oh crap. I can't remember who it was now. What was another one? Oh, uh, Eric Allen, Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson. Oh, there you go. That would be, that would be be a a solid one. That'd be a pretty solid one. You Mm -hmm. know, even though, um, Rod and Eric and EA were on the tail end of their career, and Charles was the young guy coming up. Still, man, that's a Super Bowl right there. So, I mean, oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So, that, those guys were pretty solid. Um, so, speaking of that, and that's funny because this kind of dovetails into something else that I thought about today. Okay. Um, first off, uh, rest in peace, a Raider in peace to Bob Brown. Yep. A uh, legendary Raider that passed. And we've got a call from Houston Raider Steve we're going to play. Yep. Uh, and, and Paul talks about it too. Does he? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to let those guys get to that. But on that topic of, of losing Bob Brown and considering this discussion that we just had where it's like, okay, what are these all-time trios? These guys are not going to be around. You know, it's we're getting to the point, unfortunately, where when you look at those three, so Otto, Upshaw, Shell, there's only one of those guys that's alive still. Yep. You know what I mean? We've already lost Cliffy. You know what I mean? We, you know, like we've, you know, we obviously we've lost Stable a, a, a good while ago. Thank goodness Freddie B still, still around, and Casper's still around, and you know Hendricks and these guys. Um, but we are now getting to the point where the legendary championship Raiders are starting to pass on, man. And it, it's, I'm almost cursed again. That's sad to me, bro. Like it I is. mean, for real, like. I don't get emotional about things that are outside of family very often. I'm not a crier at movies typically or whatever. I mean, every once in a while, something will get me emotional or whatever, but like, but things that are exterior, you know, things that are outside your friends and family, immediate family, don't get me like, don't get me here. But this is one, man. I've just thought about this and I'm like, damn it, man. Like we, as a Raider collective need to get some more shit in the pipeline that we can take pride in and have confidence in it as fans because, and I know people have given us a lot of shit for a long time talking about myopic Raider fans and how we look into the past and, you know, oh yeah, well you guys had one shit in 40 years. And and none of those people that that have those opinions are wrong. It doesn't make those things not exist. I think the Packers are trying to give away any championships that they won back in the day or anybody else. Like, those things don't stop counting. Mm -hmm. So that whole idea of like when you've won it doesn't really matter. But like, but the idea that, yeah, it's been a long time. And the guys that did it aren't going to be around much longer. And we've already lost so many of them to this point. Right. And we're getting to the point that we talked about in the last live show. We're all now tied in the division, all four teams at 15 division titles per. Right. And we're probably going to fall behind after this year because I don't think the Raiders are good enough to win it. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not because it's only June, but on paper in the recent history, it's 
odds don't look great. Sure. So my whole idea is that like this kind of when Bob Brown, like, and I knew of Bob Brown, obviously, and had a reverence for him and his time with the Raiders, but he wasn't like one of my favorite players. I didn't grow sure. up rooting for him. Like I rooted for Shell and Upshaw, right. Um, or Dalby or Bueller, or any of those other classic linemen. Uh, but man, this just, it represented something else to me where it was like, damn it, Raiders. Like, We've lost another one. Get our shit together because yeah. let's honor this amazing championship legacy that all these great players left us and them. Yeah. Let's honor that by painting some new lines on the road, Jeff. Absolutely, man. Right? Well, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and we talked. We've talked about it for the last several shows. How important those alumni days are. You know, I mean the the. You know, just the reverence and the mystique of the Raiders that gets passed on from the remaining legends that we have on this team passing over to some of these new guys like Max and stuff like that. And some of these people have clicked in, they're locked in, they get it, you know, but how great would it be before Fred leaves us, before Shell leaves us, before name other Raider legend leaves us for them, for us to be able to go, thank you, you taught us that. And we and we got it. And look what we did. And look what we did. Here's the fourth. You know what I mean? Like, yes, bro. come on, man. Like, on. let's send them out the right way. You know, they're bringing us in the right way. Let's send them out in style. Absolutely. You, you look, know, that's such a great point. All those guys that came out for Alumni Day. You know, and like, I'll give you a great example. Like, La Monica used to be a huge part. My gosh, of Alumni Day. Yes. And him and Phil would joke. You know, being paisans, a couple old Italian guys getting after it and chatting it up and all. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Daryl LaMonica is not going to be around to see his legacy with the Raiders be honored. And so that's an amazing point, Jeff, to see Max Crosby, you know, share a championship moment with Ted Hendricks or yeah. Greg Townsend. Or Greg Townsend or, yeah, Howie. You know, so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, come on. Come on, Raiders. <sighs> Damn it, Raiders. Come on. Damn it, Raiders. Let's go, man. Damn. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's hit a break. Or go to the Sea of Fans. Let's do that. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. Hey, Murph. Hey, Swag Jeff. Hey, so you know the... uh, more of them and less of us is a good thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that in a multitude of ways. You can either hit us up uh, at uh, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Okay? You, uh, you got something to write with? Hang on a second. Here. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. okay. All right. That is uh, show. So S as in, uh, as in uh, okay. Super Bowl. Okay. Ooh. H as in Howie. Okay. O as in Otto. Oh, okay. And W as in... Uh, just win, baby. Uh, j- win. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> at RaidersFanRadio.com. There win. you go. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. Win. Absolutely. Win. So, hey, so you can do that, or you can call us at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. So, uh, so before we get to the voicemails of the night, we've got a couple of those, uh, but we do have an email. Hey. We've got an email, because we always do. Let me we, guess. Well, you know, who do you think it is? Paul? Paul. Are you going to press the button? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were going to prematurely Paul us. No, it always goes after. (laughs) (laughs) 
premature, premature pollulation. Uh, there you go. There you go. So hey, so so uh, evening, everybody. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes you just got to pre-paw a little bit. Uh, but it happens hey, to all of us sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. Hey, evening, everybody. First, <laughs> Firstly, this week, I hope all of you had a great Father's Day. Salute to all the fathers in Raider Nation and to the Godfather himself, Al Davis. Also, oh. rest in peace to Bob Brown. He pl- played for the Raiders before my time, but he wore the shield with distinction. And for that reason, I thank him and wish him and his family and friends best wishes. I was at a family gathering last week. Some fart was going on and on about something <laughs> dull, and I was trying to look my best to be interested in what was being said. In reality, I was thinking about more important things, like the, like the next five weeks leading up to training camp. I made my excuses, found a quiet part of the house, and started reading some articles on planetraiders.com. <laughs> feel like oh. shameless plug. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so he, he was reading one piece by Big Mike Raider uh, that said the five bold takes for the new season. An excellent article that inspired me to try some. Not so bold predictions of my own. So here it goes. Biggest leap of the year, Luke Masterson. I was impressed oh. with Luke last year, and I think he'll be a big player for us this season. I can see him taking big strides in a key area of the field for us. Thoughts, Murph? I like the choice. Yes. I think that's a, that's a definitely a good one. Okay. Um. Wow. Uh, put me on the spot here. Uh, let's see. What Do you have one? Um, I like that one because I, 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 okay, I, I know what mine is. Mine is a uh, divine Diablo. That, good for you because that's what I was gonna pick. <laughs> Same thing. There you okay, go. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. So because uh, he's our he's our sleeper for the uh, for the defense this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So prove it year. Divine Diablo and Zamir White. Diablo will be given the green dot again this year. The talk during OTAs leads us to believe that the coaching staff are really excited about what they're seeing from him. Man, I hope they're right. We're desperate for a linebacker to take games by the balls. Zamir was 50-50 last year, but wasn't given a lot of reps. He'll be given more responsibility this year, especially if Josh Jacobs isn't around. I like the prove-it year with with uh, with Zamir. Okay. And I and I would swap it with Luke on that. Okay. I would uh, give Luke right. because Luke had opportunities, and we saw flashes, and I have a second one for you. Okay, give me your second one, because as of right now, I hate to tell you this, but you're both wrong. Okay, good. Okay, go. Okay, good. So my other prove-it year, I, like, I want that... Uh, I think a prove it year for a guy like Tyler Hall. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. that one because when we saw him, he was flashy. When you saw him on the field, he was at the ball. So do it again, you know? And some of these other guys, some of these other guys. And he even, rates out real high, like his PFF scores. 100%. Like, yeah, Tyler 100%. Hall's way up there. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's go. Okay. I, right. So I, I think you guys are missing the obvious answer. I think you're thinking about it too hard. Okay, good. It's Jimmy G. A prove-it year for Jimmy G. He's got to prove that he can stay healthy. He's got to prove that he can put an offense on his back. Okay. You know what I mean? He's got to prove a lot of things. He's got to prove that he was worth the money he's gotten paid. He's got to, There's a lot of prove-its in there. Because if Jimmy G farts and falls, if he freaking plays three games and gets injured, all he's going to do is confirm every opinion out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are some folks that have opinions about Tyler Hall and you know, whoever else. Uh, yeah. But I, I like it. I like all that. the opinions out there about Jimmy Garoppolo. Man. I like, like I like that, you know, I, and, and that'll be a bold take. If he doesn't play a full, if he shits the bed this year and plays three or four games, he may not start another NFL game. Yeah. Like what if he gets hurt in camp? You know what I'm saying? Like For prove sure. that you can go 17 or 21 games. There you go. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, prove that, Jimmy. Like, I, I think there's a I, lot I, of I like that. that. Okay, so next one. Knife or player on a knife edge. 
You could argue that this one is uh, Jimmy G. A, I was going to say, there's the same Because answer. of his fitness issues, indeed, one Big Mike's bold prediction was that Jimmy would complete all regular, all 17 regular season games and lead the league in, per, in completion percentage. Personally, I think it may be Trayvon Merrick. He's got the quality, but it is only shown in his abilities in bits and pieces. We need more of him, a lot more. I like the Merrick choice. I do too. Uh, there, I have two others, though, that, that, that came to mind. Okay. Do you, what do you, do you have? You uh, go first. Okay, first one is Renfro. Yeah. Because that could go either way, man. Yeah. That could go completely. And we don't know. Uh-huh. Like, this whole idea of, like, him, was he an improv runner? Um, you know, like, is is he going to mesh with the system? Like, all that. Like, we don't know. That is a a, a big, uh, you know, again, if, not, if we're calling knife's edge, like, could go this way or that way, I, Hunter's one, and then Jones is the other one. Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Like, because the Raiders will tell us he had a great season last year. The statistics tell us he didn't do shit. So yeah. which one is it? What are, we're going to find yeah. out because after you do, I, you know, small sample size, one year, two years. Okay, let's see what we got. Especially when you got a young buck like Tyree yeah. Wilson now, to where these guys could be coming and relieving each other. You shouldn't be getting gassed as an older man yep. out there, Chandler Jones. Yep. Well, I, I can't argue with any of those. I, I think I think all four of those are great choices. So we're going to move on to most underrated, most underrated player this year, Isaiah Palomalo. Uh, I like this guy. He's got he's he's put on some beef, which gives you pride. And I think Patrick Graham has plans for him in a hybrid linebacker role. Okay, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, man, that's tough because I want to keep it on defense too. Um, I think Jerry Tillery. I don't think people talk enough about the impact that he had in the short time that he was on the field last year. And a lot of the rhetoric in the offseason was, well, what do we do enough to address the defensive line in the interior? Except maybe we kind of already had some pieces in place. We already drafted two guys in the previous draft, plus adding Tillery in, who was effective, like... I don't think Tillery gets talked enough about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he goes along with that whole Quentin Jefferson, Solomon Thomas kind of thing. Like he's that kind of a, sure. an impact. There wasn't like a big glamorous signing when we when we signed those two guys. But, solid, but they did amazing. Absolutely. So I think Tillery's in that conversation. Absolutely. All right, best rookie. This one's easy. Michael Mayer. This guy's a beast and looks well suited to Josh McDaniel's system. Keep a close eye on Chris Smith as well, though. I like Chris Smith a lot, uh, but I think he's going to be deeper in the rotation, uh, considering that we got guys like Marcus Epps, and uh, you know what I mean. And so I, I think we got other options at safety. My guys stay on that same side of the ball and stay in the secondary. Jacorian Bennett might be a starting corner for us. I think so too. Uh, it might be freaking uh, um, Marcus Peters, Jacorian Bennett, and Nate Hobbs in the slot. Yeah, like it really could very well go that that direction. Yep. Uh, and I'm a fan of Jacorian Bennett, man. Dude's long. He can fly. I do too. Like, I think he's going to be legit, especially if we got, like, a, a KG vet like Marcus Peters who is a ball hawk and we know can get turnovers. Uh-huh. That means that they're going to be steering the ball away from him and maybe forcing some stuff to Jacorian Bennett. Like, yeah. I think our secondary is underrated if we pick up somebody like a Marcus Peters. Sure. If not, if we got to go Jacorian Bennett and Nate Hobbs out there, not terrible, but then you're having a different conversation Then you're a lot more dependent on guys like Duke Shelley and yeah, David and, Long Jr. And, a, a and, the, and then Amik. And all, so then it's a different conversation. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Good stuff by Paul, by the way. This, this is, is fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, let's see. Um, best new addition on the offense has to be Jimmy Garoppolo. The huge if is that is all we know about. The quarterback position is the most important position in sports, so please be right. Um, you can, can you agree on that? No. Okay, no. No, not at all. Jacoby Myers. 
Jacoby Myers, the best new addition. Best new addition to the offense? Yeah. Yeah, because now we have a different level of dynamicism to that offense yeah. that we didn't have before. Okay. Um, I mean, you got to go back a ways to have the wide receiver depth that we have this year where you have a core group of guys you know, that are that can freaking get after it, man. I mean, I'm talking about going back to like Amari Cooper, Andre Holmes, like around like when you had like a group of guys yeah. that were going to be a fa- and even that I don't think well, is and as even deep the as what even we are the now. even like the more recent history for the Raiders, like in the last couple few years, like I feel like that's been a co- like a topic of conversation every year where we're like, man, like at least we know we're sure in wide receiver, yeah, like yeah. you know. So I mean, but like, but then you look at those classes and then you look what we got now. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, even last year when we were like, oh, my gosh, we got Devontae and we got, you know, Mac Hollins and we got Hunter Renfro and all that. But like, so now you remove Mac Hollins and you add in Kobe Myers, you remove Darren Waller, you put in Michael Mayer like, bro, like, whoa, like that could be the best since like Timmy Brown days. I'm telling you, the this receiving core, I 100% agree. This could be the best receiving core we've had in a long, long time. Yeah. Now, do we have the quarterback? We know he can distribute the ball to players that get themselves open because we've seen him do it with Kittle, Ayuk, and freaking Debo. Yep. So we know he's capable of doing it. Um, is he going to be healthy enough to do it? That's a different story. Sure. But I think in terms of like improvement – which is what the question was, right? Biggest uh, jump on big, offense? Big, big, the best new addition on the offense. Best new addition. Because yeah. I think that, like, even if I'm not going to say Chase Garbers or any of these other guys, or even Aiden O'Connell, um, can be as effective as Jimmy Garoppolo, but you can change. I mean, it's not going to take the greatest quarterback. We're not going to need Dan Marino back there to make this offense fly. I guess that's what I'm saying. You need so, a good decision maker that can put the ball where they need to be at the time they need to be there. Absolutely. So I don't put it as much. I think it's less dependent on the quarterback individually like like Jimmy. So we're adding Jacoby Myers added this layer that just like gave you that ability to right. where you don't have to have a guy that's going to come in and light it on fire and throw for, you know, 500 yards again. But again, just my opinion. I could be wrong. All right. Uh, best new addition on the defense. Jacorian Bennett and Chris Smith are two very promising additions. But this year, I think it'll have to be Tyree Wilson. The big if fitness wise, uh, but if he rocks up healthy, he could take the league by storm and solid. I don't think there's any argument to that. No, you added one of the most elite pass rushers in the draft. Yeah. to an already on the cusp of being an elite pass rush. Yeah, so I, you yeah. know, yeah, to- no, total, I've, totally agree. Yeah, uh, surprise players: Adam Plant or Drake Thomas. I know there's a lot of people far better educated than me in these matters speaking very highly about these two. So definitely worth watching them for sure. And we talked about Drake Thomas last week or week before. Like, sure did. Holy cow. Like if that guy can make the 53, like watch out, he could be a breakout guy for sure. Absolutely. I like that one. And I also like, and I, I think that the Raiders kind of got a bad rap on drafting this guy because of the way that it's, you know, the new rules and special teams are constructed in terms of returners and whatnot. But Trey Tucker can Freaking fly, man. Yeah. And we hadn't had and that. He's like that, you know, Jacoby Ford style guy. I know he's yeah. undersized, but man, he can get open. And so, you know, I don't know what his ball skills are like. We'll find out when they get in pads. Even don't- if he just keeps Hunter Renfro from catching freaking punts. Well, there, there you and, go. I mean, th- there's value in that. There's alone. value in that. But absolutely. But as a guy that can absolutely take the top off the defense, which we hadn't had, unfortunately, since Ruggs got into his situation. True. Um, you know, because you're going to you got some pretty badass route runners down low. Yep. You know what I mean? And or not even down low, because we know that, that, that Devontae can stretch a little bit. But when you look at the route running ability of a Devontae Adams, a Jacoby Myers, a Hunter Renfro, even Michael Mayer, who's Michael Mayer's not going to beat you with speed. He's going to beat you with maneuverability, just like Travis Kelsey does. Sure. Right. Just like Gronk did. 
Sure. That's what he's gonna. That's how he's gonna beat you. And so then, if you got these guys beating you on these crossers and all this other stuff, that's at least midfield, if not underneath. And then all of a sudden, you got this little almost cursed again. That's freaking running a nine route. Yeah, out of a slot and freaking splits a seam or splits a couple of safeties or whatever. That's oh yeah, chills. Yeah, solid. Ah! Solid. Let's go Trey Tucker. All right, uh, best player. I believe it'll be Max Crosby. Yeah. He's going to have the best year of his career, Pro Bowl for sure, and he's going to take his career to even new heights. He's the one player on our current roster that I believe could have been uh, the captain of one of the great teams of the 70s and 80s. Realistically, though, it has to be Jimmy Garoppolo. If we're going to be competitive in any way, shape, or form, then Jimmy Garoppolo has to play a large percentage of games. He has to be the best. I mean, yes, ideally, but I don't think he's going to be. Because Max of those, Crosby will just be the best player on our team, the end. I think he could, he's got a shot to be defensive player of the year. Like, oh, I don't, for sure. I don't expect Jimmy G is going to be in the running for, for offensive player of the year no. because of all those reasons that I talked about. If Especially we retain Josh Jacobs, they're going to run the ball a ton, and all he's going to do is distribute. You're not going to see Devontae Adams having big blowout games like he did with Derek Carr. You're not going to see you know any of these guys having monster numbers. It's going to look a lot more like what, obviously, you could look at the Niners defense, but I, I think of it like what the old uh, Saints offenses look like with Drew Brees. Yes. Where, like, if you, like, if you're a fantasy football player. You never draft any of those guys. You never, because one year, one week it could be Marcus Colston, and the next week it could be, you know, whatever. Like, I think Joe Horn is before his time. But no, like, yeah, but like. Uh, who else am I thinking of? Uh, something. Well, there's Jeremy uh, Shockey was in there. Right, sure, yeah, all those, uh, you know, all those guys. Jimmy Graham um, was in there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You had, you had a lot of different players, because Drew would throw to like 11 different players in yeah. a game. So yeah. I think. And all of them would have 40 yards. You're right, yeah, and, but he would have you know freaking 400 yards and four touchdowns right i think that's what you're gonna what you're gonna see is a little bit more of that but i don't even see those kinds of numbers from uh from jimmy garoppolo where i think that um when you look at what max crosby is gonna do i think he's gonna have a breakout year in terms of numbers i think this is the year where he's gonna get 18 sacks you know what I mean? He's going to, because there are so many other players that they're going to have to account for on this defense, yep. including some of the guys from linebacker, because we know like guys like Mickey Spillane, um, that, and I, I'm going to start calling him that no matter what. But like he can freaking blitz. We know oh, this sure. guy's got a little bit of wiggle to him, and he can get through for the sure. line of scrimmage. We've seen, and so I think that there's a lot of that, and even Drake Thomas, who we talk about, that guy we know can get to the backfield. Yep. So there's going to be a lot to account for that's not wearing the number 98. So I don't think he's going to be catching all the yeah, doubles. Well, you're going like to yeah, have number 55 and nine on that same line. Most times, probably at the same time. So yeah, I mean, you can't block everybody and Max knows how to beat a guy one-on-one. A hundred percent. And I- he's taught other guys how to do it. I watched, I think one of the things I, I sent you an article and he was talking about, uh, he was talking about how he, uh, he modeled his game after Von Miller, right? So, uh, so, and he said that like, you know, when he was a rookie coming in, like he would call Vaughn and stuff like that. Like, hey, what what do you do on this? What do you do on this? What do you do on this? Well, so uh, uh, Max Crosby had two sacks against the Chiefs last year. And so like, and he was just beating this guy, just ta- just put him in a spin cycle, making the guy look stupid, the offensive lineman for the Chiefs. Vaughn Miller called him and was like, hey man, what'd you, what'd you do right there? Like, oh, so he's teaching even awesome. some of the veteran guys and like Vaughn, like, and so he was watching Vaughn play the chiefs and Vaughn used his move twice and he got two sacks. And oh, like, so cool. and Crosby was like, yeah, let's go. Let's oh, go. That's cool. But yeah. So, so yeah, man. So like, well, you know what Von Miller does so well, Khalil was like this. And I think this is where Max is going to get to in his career. And I think it starts this year. Those guys are masters at setups. There's a, I call, I used to call Khalil Mack the closer all the time. What do we see Von Miller do? 
close football games. Mm-hmm. Go in there and get the quarterback. And and when I say close football games, not only are they go in there and getting a late sack, they're knocking the ball loose. They're like scooping and scoring. They're do, like there's very disruptive mm-hmm. late in games because these guys will they'll run moves and run moves and run moves and get the offensive lineman not necessarily comfortable, but like they'll get them in some sort of a rhythm or a setup or an anticipation position and then all of a sudden boom they do something completely different yeah and it and you know because it's third and 15 with two minutes left on the clock and all of a sudden the game's over that's what or i think max crosby's going to get to is that he's gonna he's learned to be a setup guy and he's i'm telling you he's gonna get home a lot this year i'm fired i'm more fired up and i don't know if that's one of paul's questions what player are you most excited about this season it's 98. That's the guy. It's, the it's 98, and right after him is Divine Diablo because I think he's going to take the biggest jump. There you go. Uh, and that's what he says. So there you go. Not as bold as Big Mike's takes, but those are my player predictions for this year. Bear in mind, though, I did say a few years ago that Tanner Muse was going to be a star, although that could come <laughs> true in Pittsburgh this year, uh, and I could be proved right yet. Uh, I believe training camp starts on July 25th, so we are only 34 days away, everybody. We need football ASAP, uh, so not long left to wait. Uh, stay safe, RFR family. Uh, love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, five-time, 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 five-time plus two winner. Uh, almost winner of the plus Raiders one, plus one. Ra- Go back to old habits. Winner of the Raiders fan radio, BRT Sizzler Award. Paul, Paul, Paul. 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 Uh, so we appreciate you very, very much, Paul, for your amazing email this week. My gosh, Paul, that was incredible. Paul's always bringing the heat, but that's uh, that's always fun when they, again, when they can be conversational. That's what, that's what we want to have around here. Uh, we appreciate you so very, very much. So if you want to be like Paul and you want to get made. Get made, bitches. <laughs> get made, bitches. Me. <laughs> Uh, he was the best. I was oh, our buddy, God. Muhammad. That's it. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, if you want to get made, you can uh, call the show at 909-345-3346. And if we play your message three times, uh, you can become a made man or made woman, or you can email the show yes. in an indefinite amount of times. And so while Paul is a made man, uh, we also have two other made men to hear from tonight, Jeff. Okay. Uh, I'm going to warn you uh, on the front end, uh, if you have young ears in the car, this may be a one you want to turn down yep. because there's, uh, although it's not vulgar, there are definitely some F-bombs a-flying, yep. uh, but it's out of and excitement. And we didn't have time to edit it. And I didn't have time to edit it. So there are some F-bombs in here. So again, uh, turn this one down. Uh, earmuffs, uh, as as, uh, as Vince Vaughn would say in, uh, in, uh, in old school. Uh, so let's hear from our buddy. Down in L.A., he is Animal Mother. What is up, Raider Nation? It's Animal Mother. Dude, I cannot fucking believe that I won that fucking jersey. I didn't get to watch. I, was, I didn't even know you guys were auctioning it. I turn on the show. I'm stuck in traffic on the fucking 210. Uh, I'm going to be late to my boys' practice. I see that you're off here. I hear it, and I'm like, got to get in on this. Uh, Rich Cannon is my the quarterback of my, my early years of being a Raiders fan. 
when I was in middle school, when I first really started to have a passion for the game and, and really uh, like watching the Raiders with my dad. He was the first quarterback that we had uh, when that happened. So he's my favorite quarterback that we've ever had. Uh, Joel called me, like, in the middle of practice, told me I won, and my first words were like, uh, did they cheat for me? Because uh, I, cu- I couldn't believe it. Uh, I'm super uh, I'm super amazed. It's, it's fucking awesome. I'm, like, emotional about it. That's how much I like Rich Gannon. Uh, I told my wife it's going to go in our bedroom above our bed, but she said no. So uh, I love you guys. I'm glad I was able to uh, to donate uh, and get in on this raffle. Uh, like I said, it means the world to me uh, to have my favorite all-time Raiders jersey, uh, my favorite all-time quarterback. Dude, I'm, I'm just super pumped right now. So it's, that's awesome. June 28th, I'm going to run 100 kilometers or die trying, raising money. I just bullied uh, my police union into donating a couple hundred bucks. So nice. there's some more uh, money coming your guys' way. Uh, I'll be sure to uh, try and live stream a bunch of that when I'm running throughout the night on uh, Instagram so you guys can watch me suffer. Love you guys. Go Raiders. Nice. Animal mother. That's perfect. It's amazing. Perfect. You couldn't ask for a better guy to win the jersey. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. great. That's what the summer of swag is all That's about. What summer swag is all about. Making dreams come true here on Raiders Fan Radio. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to like, break into like a Disney song or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been staring at the edge of the water. Oh my gosh! Oh, man. All right, so let's get into the next call here. Yeah, so, let's uh, do that. Let's hear from our buddy. So we'll go from uh, from uh, Southern California down to South Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah, and hear from our, our buddy. We hadn't heard from him in a hot minute, and I always love to hear from Calm the Historian because yes. he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the NFL, right? And Raiders history. Yeah. Uh, so let's check in with our good buddy, the Historian. He is Houston Raiders Steve. Murph, Marsh, Swag, Jeff, Nation, Houston Raiders Steve, made man, made woman. Hey, Bob Brown passed away last week. Just want to say that he was uh, by Cleveland, Ohio, man. He was on the offensive line. Get this. You got uh, Archell, Gene Upshaw, Ron Mix, Jim Otto, and, of course, Bob Brown. Man, what a great line. As you know, you win and lose games with your offensive and defensive lines. You win those battles, you win the game in the trenches. I know I played offensive left tackle. In high school, didn't play pro, but I played it. So I know how it is. But anyway, Bob Brown, let me see. He uh, playing against the Steelers. He was really intimidating. He went up against. Uh, they were playing the Steelers one game, and uh, he, uh, Nigel Green, kept hearing uh, L.C. Greenwood. He used to wear gold shoes and everything. I said, you know, there was L.C. Was mourning and groaning the whole game, and he walked over to him and he said, "Here, let me let me change spots with you, L.C." So he lined up on uh, Bob Brown. He says, oh, you can see the white of his eyes. He says, that man was intimidating, man. He was like, what, six foot four? But, man, that guy was a – he was a force, to say the least. Anyway, so he plays one play against him. He said he's looking through the ear hole. He's laying on the ground, his shoes off. And he looked over. He looked over to Elsie Greenwood. He said, that's it. I'm done. You can have him the rest of the game. That's how, <laughs> that's how intimidating Bob Brown was. He just dominated people, man. Man, we had a great offensive line those years. He played for the Raiders 71-73. He played for the uh, Eagles three years, I believe, three or four years. And then he played for the Rams. And then Al Davis saw him and said, hey, we need to get this guy on the team. Got to thank Ron Wolf. He was a – got a lot of people. You know, you hear about Bill Nunn, but uh, 
Ron Wolf went over and got a lot of really great players from the smaller black colleges, Maryland Eastern Shore, Gerald Irons and Shell, Upshaw from Texas a and All I can say is the Raiders are back, baby. Goodbye. All right. Nice. There he is, Houston Raiders, Steve. Right on. Good job, Houston Raiders, Steve. Well, yeah. All right, so we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate you jumping in to the uh, to the dining room. That's it. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to sell this house. And we're going to start building the Fan Cave 2.0. We're uh, we're dangerously close. I'm going to hope we're going to manifest that and say that the yep. the new Raider uh, we'll, Fan Cave 2.0 should be fully operational by the beginning of the season. I would say. So. I would say so. We're still on track for that. Yep. Uh, so hopefully we'll be there and we can get out of the dining room, but we'll be back in the dining room next week. We will. Uh, we're going to leave this thing sitting right here. Cause we want to come back to you live. Cause again, we're in the middle of our fundraising efforts. Uh, we want to get this thing kicked up as much as we possibly can. So we can hit that $15,000 goal for the Bolitnikovs. Thank you to all of those of you that have jumped in the chat room tonight. Uh, we love you guys so very, very much. And thank you for all you do to support, uh, not only Raiders fan radio, but you support the one nation foundation. And, uh, all we ask in return is that please do us a favor, hit the like, hit the support. Subscribe, um, you know, it's hit in return. I don't know. That came out funky. Anyways, T- tell your people about this. Tell my people. You tell our people. Well, no, we, and you tell your people about our show. If, oh. you, can, if you can't contribute monetarily, and that's what like I meant that to say. That's where I was going. Just, just tell. How about your rich friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know not everybody can contribute monetarily, and, and there's we, nothing and, wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we just ask it. If you can't, just hit a like. Hit us. That's what I was trying to say. There you hit go. a like. Hit a subscribe. Uh, tell your friends all that good stuff all that stuff helps us because it helps us get advertisers like Caesars yes. um, like so many of the good advertisers we've had over the years and uh, and that helps the cause because all that money goes to the foundation so thank you for all of those of you that support this show we love you guys so very very much we'll see you on Wednesday absolutely man yeah thanks to everyone in the chat uh, if, if you became a member of the Raiders Fan Radio channel tonight oh, yeah. respect to you for that and make sure you hit us up and let us know that you did that and and, and I'll, uh, maybe we'll throw you a poker chip or something like that for, uh, for the next giveaway which will be the tim brown signed jersey so so wednesday that is june 28th get in the mix every ten dollar donation will get you one entry to win that tim brown jersey so thanks everyone on behalf of uh, murph i'm swag jeff thanks for tuning in to an episode of raiders fan radio the rundown edition uh where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side and don't forget boys and girls what happens in vegas started in oakland we love you guys much respect good night youtube Goodbye. Adios, malingerers. Well, yeah.